Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Vaughn by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we're talking about a new Netflix animated movie, The Sea Beast. Yes, um, it came out quite a bit ago, July 8th, and I heard that it was very good, so I wanted to make a note to watch it. Um, Why did you watch it, Emily? I didn't really even know that it was out until um, I follow this movie guy on tiktok um and i think i i think i sent you the tiktok of where i found it he was rating all of the animated movies that he'd seen so far this year yes um and he talked about the sea beast and he talked about it being like one of the top ones and i was like wow that must be really good and then i sent it to you i think and i was like we should watch sea beast (laughs) yep and again i think it's a good option for possibly an oscar nom so i think it is a good idea for us to talk about it Yes, it is by the award-winning filmmakers of Moana and Big Hero 6. But it also gave me um, How to Train Your Dragon vibes. Big How to Train Your uh, Dragon vibes. For sure. Big. Big How to Train Your Dragon I was going to say that exact thing. Um, Definitely less adventure story-y like that was. You know, that kind of vibe. But... I think yeah. what it invited really reminded me of was our D&D campaign because we are currently sailing the seas as very interesting people in our D&D campaign. And I was like, this is great. That is true. Yes. Uh, we're currently we're currently trying not to die in a temple right now. But um, but yes, we did do some sailing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I could definitely, see, yeah, this kind of has like a, yeah, it was very, I was, I was surprised at how mellow it was. Like, yes, there were like some climactic scenes, mm-hmm. but it it was mostly just very, it was very chill yeah, and like kind of slow. I agree. <laughs> like, it was very long. Um, and I like two, it was long, two and a half. No, it was an hour. It was just two hours and two hours. That was pretty long. Um, and yeah, like, I guess the, you know, the, the plot is pretty clear, you know, what's going to happen. Like the, you know, girl, she, and this, you know, a hunter befriend the monster and then have to kind of prove to everybody that the monster is actually nice and there's no need to, you know, hunt them anymore. Um, yeah, other than dealing with like sea beasts and other kind of fantasy type monsters, the story was was pretty simple. Like the yeah, these two characters start off separated. Um we kind of get Jacob's, I think it was his name. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah. Jacob's like kind of 
how he came to be. Hot animated um, character Jacob, like straight up. <laughs> Carl Urban, oh. <laughs> real hot. <laughs> real hot. Great character animation, too. Um, and so we kind of see what he's up to on uh, Captain Crow's ship. That's who he's uh, he's sailing under. Um, and then we have Maisie, who like lives in an orphanage, like a, like a child's home. Um, but she loves adventure, and so she's constantly breaking out and going out to to you know hear the stories of the pirates whenever they're in, or the the hunters. They're not pirates. They're like yeah. they're sea beast hunters. Um. And then they finally cross paths, and I think she stows away on the ship. Um, yep. And then that's kind of when like you they're... did in our D and D campaign. I sure did. <laughs> I stowed away like in a rum, in a rum canister, yep. in a rum barrel. So that was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, and then yeah, and then um, so these hunters are uh, paid by the by the the crown, the royalty. Uh, to kill these sea beasts just because I, I guess they they cause damage or something like they come into the the ports and they just fuck shit up i guess well that's I, what they say that they do so like they say they do that's kind of like what it is it's like do we actually have any um instances where monsters are actually attacking people that aren't attacking them like actively and yeah so that's kind of the thing and so we get to know that really it was kind of like generations of people who wanted to just kill these giant monsters for sport i guess and Uh, just 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 like how to train your dragon (laughs) (laughs) yes but it's like water-based so you know it was, it was quite a bit of water (laughs) that's so true and that's like a lot of flying i mean there was a lot of lying in this movie people were getting thrown around like ragdolls it was like this movie was just bodies everywhere like all over the place crashing into the water flying and smashing onto the ground and the bodies hit the everything I know. like it's <laughs> they really did. the water pieces of the ship the, the beast. sea beast <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of smacking into stuff um, oh my gosh but the animation was so beautiful for yeah. this movie like there were like the stormy scenes were so good and there was this one what was it? i was just watching it um because i think i think i watched it like right at the beginning of my roommates getting getting covid um and i was supposed to watch it with with one of my roommates um but i said i just watched it by myself because you know I gotta watch it for the podcast so um i couldn't wait for them so there was this scene I think it was like foggy or something and the ship was sailing through and it was like the moon was out and it was nighttime and it just looked so beautiful. And my other roommate came in and was like, wow, this animation is, is great. And I was like, it is, it's really good. It really was gorgeous. And the, the ocean looked real and the details, like even the, the details of the costumes were really good. Just like so magnificent like i think i've you know not seen like it was it was similar to moana but like you know had a lot more diverse clothing and people and so it was definitely just like a really interestingly like adapt like basically just like anything from you know totally new to old it was kind of like mixtures of things you know 
Yeah, and his hunters had their own distinct style and and just the way they dressed was was so cool. Like the the captain's first mate or something, the the Sarah. lady, she was oh, such a badass. So awesome. Such a cool outfit she had on. Like everybody was just super cool in this and yeah, and like I said like it just the shadows and the lighting too. I mean, it really looks so good. It's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, what was your favorite character? Um, I definitely liked Jacob. Um, I thought he was really funny and hot. Um, I, I liked, um, I like, at first I didn't, I didn't know if I liked the little blue, the little blue, uh, thing yep. that they come across on the blue. island. Uh, yes, blue. Um, but he grew on me. He was real cute. Does little, like, stupid face and, um, and the little, like, popping bubble noises he would make. It was really cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also did really like the, the, the big red or red, whatever the, the, yes. the red sea beast was. Um, she was, she was really cute. I just kind of wish, I just kind of wish that we got, I don't know, maybe, maybe a bit more time with red because like, mm-hmm. like this movie was so long and I felt like it could have used some of its time to uh, to add something in or to or to develop develop something a little bit more cuz it was just we spent i felt like we spent a lot of time getting these two characters together yeah that that the rest of the movie just kind of fell into place like it was i felt like it started off really strong but like i was waiting i was like waiting for something to happen mm-hmm. and something something did happen but like, I wanted something more to happen. I don't know what. I do but... think you're right with like the relationship with Red. Like, I feel like it was kind of it was convenient. It was, it was convenient very and not very convenient. Yeah, like Red didn't have their own personality. So you know, of course, I'm gonna compare it to uh, How to Train Your Dragon. So you know, different than Toothless, who's a very expressive character. We didn't get, we can't really have a lot of expressions from this giant sea monster. Like we can see their eyes and we can see if they're angry or not. Um, but there's not like a whole lot of movement that like make it seem like it is communicating in a more intelligent way like Toothless does, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like the girl, like Maisie was able to to communicate with it somehow i mean it was probably just just ignoring jacob just to ignore it yeah but then it it, but then it would it would easily understand kind of what Maisie was trying to tell it and it was just very it was just very convenient like we just we didn't have that we didn't have that that developmental period where they get to know each other and kind of like learn about each other before they could just start heading they're just like they get to this island they come across some other beasts of of some sort, dragons. I don't really know. Yeah, like like the yellow thing that are just <laughs> yes, the island creatures, soft and sweet and nice. Yeah, 
They basically go to Jurassic Park, the island. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and we spent, like, no time there. And I was like, okay, it's cool. We met these things, and now we're gone. We're, we're gone now. And then this big crab, this oh, big crab fight that happens. Fights Red, yeah, which is I guess yeah. when Red, which was to cool, yeah. I guess, which was cool. But I kind of wished we took that time instead of instead of having a a big you know Godzilla big monster fight, we could have had maybe just some, I don't know, just like some one on one time, get you know get the get get the friendship situated or something. It had it had also big love and monsters energy because it was like oh no we are so scared of the monsters and then it's like oh but actually the monsters are our friends yes yes indeed indeed they have kind eyes they they do i mean yeah they don't look very kind in this in this movie poster but um But it's, uh, but yes, they, they ended up being very kind and lovable. And, and yeah, I, and I, and I guess I'm just going to keep comparing it to How to Train Your Dragon because I feel like that's top tier. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, yeah. Also, I liked, I think I liked Blue best because he was just the cutest and also his like blank stare, like his like axolotl, like nothing behind these eyes kind of stare. Which, yes. I think that's just like my favorite part about him and I was like he just looks like he's so stupid and cute but he actually does some cute things like he does some good things but he's just like his eyes are like on both sides of his head and they just <laughs> like so bugged out yeah oh, so cute. yeah um, and it was really interesting so you know after after they befriend Red and kind of start heading back because they have to head back to whatever port or whatever um, the Captain Crow is, so I guess I'm going to just delve more into the summary because it's helping me kind of think about the movie since it's been a minute <laughs> since I've seen this movie. Right. Um, so the king and queen have kind of threatened the hunters that they're not doing their job and they're not killing this because Red is, is like a notorious sea beast and, and, and she hasn't been taken down yet. So the hunters were kind of threatened by the by the crown that like if they can't kill this thing, kill it dead, uh, we have our own death ship that we've been you know financing and it's almost ready and we're gonna do the job without you because we don't need you anymore. So it's like his pride. So Captain Crow's like pride was hurt, um, voiced by. Um, Jared Harris, who yep. was really good, excellent, really best performance really of the whole movie, I think. From Jared, he was Harris. so good. Yeah, he was so good. yeah. Captain Crow was really cool, and I really liked his character. And I almost wish we had a bit more time with, with him too, in kind of like battling this. Um, like I know he comes around in the end, but like I just wanted a bit more conflict with him because you know he's he's been a hunter all of his life. This is all he's known, and his pride's been been shot basically so he has to kill this thing um and i just i wanted a bit more conflict with him maybe maybe make him which he he was he was kind of made the villain a bit when he went to that uh witch yeah or something to get the poison yeah yeah the poison dart um so that he can basically make red unconscious and they could take her to the port to show to the to royalty I don't know. I don't really know where I'm going with this. 
but <laughs> it's a little bit messy. <laughs> I agree. Um, I think on that note, we should take a little break. Okay. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, we're back. Um... I agree with you. So there were just totally. there were just all these things happening in different places and different times, and it like it was it was all buttoned up and nice in the beginning, and then it kind of it kind of got stretched out. It got stretched a little bit too thin, but then it brought it back, which was good. But the end and isn't then, like extremely satisfying. I think like no, I it like wasn't. It, was like <laughs> it wasn't. It was just a little bit too easy for them to just let this giant beast in the center of town just go like that. And, you know, the people were kind of dumb. They just didn't have any, like, thoughts of their own, really. And Yeah, they were just sheep. And how and how was killing the sea beasts, like, making the rich, you know, make, making the, the king and queen stay, stay rich? Just because pe- people were, like, paying them to kill these sea beasts? Like, why... Like why was it their? Why was it their fault? I, like, I, I kind of missed that part. I, I, I think I was, I think I was crocheting while I while I was watching this movie. So I, <laughs> so I was paying um, I think, the most attention. I but think she found something on the on it wasn't the ship. clear. It was like not clear why the, was it not clear the monarchy wanted all these beasts. To, I think they just also were indoctrinated into thinking that they were a harm to people because you know everybody had been generations of this so it they kind of just you know were sending people off to war like a fictional war basically and that <laughs> mm-hmm. that means they had power over them you know i just keep thinking of the really good line um by uh what's his name who who voices stoic Oh, um, it's um, Gerard, Gerard Butler. Butler, yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he goes like, "They've killed hundreds of us." And then he comes, goes, and we've killed thousands of them. I love that line. Oh, it's so good. Oh my god, yeah, so good. That drama's uh. that drama's good. I, I, you know, I think it was honestly more about the relationship between the two main characters, between Maisie and Jacob. Like, I think that was like the point of the movie, and it was just like seeing how Maisie could like really soften up Jacob and you know how they ended up bonding and how you know Maisie is a really cool kid so it's kind of like a cool movie for kids because if you have a main character like Maisie she's just like really into into challenging the norm and like pushing the boundaries of you know and, and like questioning authority 
and it's good you know like that's what a lot of characters are like and that's how they make change right and she makes such a major change at the end of this movie that yeah it's really difficult to be like well this one thing changed it but we saw that in how to train your dragon so it's like possible but it's still it still it didn't feel as earned because she just tried really hard <laughs> But she, I liked it when she standed, she stood in front of it. That was cool. That was great. Yeah, and she had, and and not to mention, we didn't bring up kind of her backstory. So she ended up in the orphanage because her parents were like these really well known um, sea beast hunters on this well known ship who who died mm-hmm. because they were hunting a sea beast. So she, so she kind of went into this adventure knowing that she wants to be a, a sea beast killer one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she has this really interesting story arc that I just, I don't know, maybe I just, I needed more time because, because Basie was a great character. Her and Jacob were really great together. They had really cute chemistry and, you know, he ends up, you know, adopting her like at the end when they have their cute little house Mm -hmm. and it's just, and this really great relationship forms and we just had, I feel like we had a really strong story with with these really with this really great history and this really great world building that just really wasn't utilized to its full extent. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you summed it up pretty well there, dude. <laughs> it's like I don't want to bash this movie because it was good. Well, it's very beautiful and you could really tell that there was a lot of love in it. So, would I watch it again? I don't know. Would I watch a second one if they if they if they make a second one? Because I I think this this could be very open ended and they could have something they could have a second something, maybe. I don't think there will. The music but. was also pretty interesting. It was like sea shanties, and like Scottish music, and yeah, yeah. like some guitars in there, like some electric guitars. Um, an electric guitar really yep i heard an electric guitar (laughs) wow it was kind of interesting it definitely could have used a big grand score you know like how to train your dragon (laughs) i was gonna say like like how to train your dragon Um, you know, oh, that soundtrack. Ooh, that soundtrack slaps. I know. And, and you even remember the dang soundtrack. That's how good it is. Oh! You, you don't even have. <laughs> okay. But in in this movie's defense, How to Train Your Dragon, this, all three movies, because they're all fantastic, is it's probably, it's probably one of my favorite animated movies. Yes, like so like top so Like top 10. To maybe even top five. Follow that, right? Yes. So my love for How to Train Drag is so high that good luck to anything that tries to top it. I know. <laughs> so um, good luck to you. Did you notice that uh, Jim Carter was the voice of the king who play- he plays uh, Carson? <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. I did. I did. And I did yes. recognize the queen's voice as well. And it's Dune um, McKeechan. And she is in Toast of London. And I like heard her voice, and she's like Stephen Toast's um, uh, agent. And I don't think you've watched that yet, but it has Matt Berry in it. And it's like one of Danny and I's favorite shows, um, and she's very funny. Oh no, I yeah no, I have I have not seen that. I've not seen that. 
Um, there's another. At least I think I know who this guy is. Um, he is a very small part, but I, his face looked familiar. I think he's on um, Paul Paul Chowdhury. Yes, Chowdhury, the surgeon. Yes, he voiced. Which I didn't really even hear the surgeon say much, honestly. But I think he's. I think I know him from YouTube. He might. I think he really. I maybe not he's a comedian so maybe you've seen him yeah maybe i don't know yeah okay yeah i think so maybe yeah that's what i'm thinking of him from also okay a lot of diversity in this movie it's, it's great it's fun i love it yes yes really great cast i really like the voice acting it was really it was really well done really well done mm-hmm. the story was just lacking here here and there a little bit just well, I do think, you know, it's probably better than Minions, so. Oh, for sure. I mean, the first Despicable Me movie was, was pretty solid. Yeah. But, you know, there's been like six more. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think about those. I don't. <laughs> okay. There's only like two trivia here. I know. I feel like this wasn't popular enough. I don't, I don't think like, I don't know anybody else who's watched it. I feel like that guy on TikTok is really doing the world a favor because so many people probably saw that TikTok and was like, I guess I'll watch that movie like you like you and me. What? The the people who've who've seen this movie? Yeah. Um yeah, you me and the and that TikTok guy. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've definitely seen that seen this movie. I also love the name of the ship, The Inevitable. It's an awesome name. Oh, is that what it was called? That That is a really great name for a ship. It is. That's a really good name. Um, okay. I don't I don't think this 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 one piece of trivia here is 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 interesting. <laughs> I don't think it is either. Okay. What are the uh, flat <laughs> keywords, Emily? <laughs> okay. Um, stop. Okay, here we go. Uh, nope. Yes. All right, here we go. The plot keywords for the sea beast are sea, sea monster, monster, beast, and ship. That's it. That's the movie. That's the movie. That's it right there. Okay, and this movie got... Danger. (laughs) Danger, yes. This movie got a 74 meta score. Pretty good. It has 17 yeah, that, that's really good. positive reviews and three mixed reviews. The, okay. The highest okay. is a 90 and the lowest is a 40. The New York Times did not like this movie. Oh, no. What happened, New York Times? You're going to have to see. You didn't like it? Yeah, I'm still opening. There's a lot of clicks here. Okay, hold on. Click in. Click in. Okay, here we go. Down, 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 down. Here we are. But this... This description's terrible. Well, you can it's read so the small. you can read both the bottom ones if you want. All right, fine. Um, so All right. at the lowest, New York Times gave it a forty. The script's the script's greatest sin is its steadfast predictability. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> and then I'll read uh, the the Boston Globe mm. lower. Maybe I want to read. I'm going to I'm going to read this one. Uh Polygon gave it a 60. Um 
Like the Prince of Egypt or Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas before it, the sea beast ditches talking animals and funny sidekicks, but it can't fully shake off its Disney influences. It's a whole lot of well-animated beasts and water with nowhere to flow. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, it's it's true though, but but uh, but it's <laughs> still still harsh. I love it when harsh. the critics say things like that. They have like little silly quips like jabs that are like just turn a phrase you know okay i'm gonna read the 75 from indiewire it tells a simple but epic story against the backdrop of a well-realized fantasy world it does so at a measured pace that provokes the imagination rather than pummeling it into submission and it stays on course by leveraging spectacular action highlighted by several blistering pirate fights and a PG-rated kaiju brawl into an effective fable about the perils of inherited prejudice. You know, would I watch this movie again over uh, Over the Moon? Yes. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Because Over the Moon did too much. And you know, this movie played it safe, and sometimes it's sometimes. That movie was really something. I, I did. It it was out there. It was really, it yeah, it was really, really out there. It really did it. Um, <laughs> no 100s for this movie, unfortunately, but there are two 90s. So let's see. And both of them have have a screen in the name. Yeah, that's, so that's right. Which one do I want to read? Um, I'm going to read the Screen Daily 90. Um. The latest animation from Chris Williams, his first for Netflix, is a rambunctious triumph, an old-fashioned ripping yarn which pays tribute to generations of monster movies past, showcasing some genuinely dazzling animation while also delivering an unexpectedly sophisticated message. I do think it is an unexpectedly sophisticated message. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking over at the Top Gun Maverick because it's it's in the top. That's what I just. Did. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I I really want to watch that movie. Again. I literally was gonna tell you that like a minute ago. I was like, oh man, I really want to see Top Gun again. <laughs> it was so oh, good. Oh my god, I want to watch it again the, so bad. Every person who I've said, oh my god, this movie's so good. Like you have to see it. They're like, really? I'm like, yes, really. Like trust me, it's amazing. <laughs> I just, oh my god, I. It got god, me. Just, that movie just, got me, man. I don't know what it, happened. Oh, it. Uh, uh, I can't. I can't. It just. It makes me. It makes me just feel these feelings, and I'm like, I'm mad at it, but I'm also like, like happy. <laughs> I mean, I feel also that way about Elvis, and we just uh, talked about that. So, um, hopefully, everybody enjoyed that conversation. <laughs> We sure yes, that was that was a fun conversation. Um, okay, do we have any uh, any lasting comments? Nope. Uh, last minute comments for the Sea Beast. All right, it is on Netflix. Please give it a watch. It is it is very enjoyable. Um, but if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review our show. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. 
Uh, please follow our social media. We have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search I'll Buy the Popcorn or I'll Buy the Popcorn Podcast. Uh, if you want to email us, please email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have some merch, so please check that out. But thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye! Bye! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.